The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are glad you're with us today. And Robbie, this is a special day, isn't it? It is. Uh, it's actually Christmas Eve. I don't even have to say Eve, Eve, Eve or yeah, nothing. It's just It's Eve. actual Christmas Eve show. We've waited for years and it's finally here. Are we done now? <laughs> <laughs> he seems very excited about the whole thing. Well, where do we go from there? Depressed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We'd, which actually takes us right into the topic yeah, for this week. Last week, if you uh, listened to the show, uh, we talked about dealing with loss at Christmas, whether that's loss of relationship or loss of a, lo- of a loved one to uh, death, whatever that might look like. And, and this week we talked about we're going to continue to talk about how do you deal with depression. You're not going to really touch on that topic as much because we did last week. And so if that's where you are, first of all, I'm sorry. Yeah. And secondly, you could go back and listen to that show. It might help you a little bit. But this week we're going to talk about just depression in general mm-hmm. so we're going to kind of open it up to the people here in the room i've got jim and jim which hopefully won't be confusing for you uh robbie dennis and myself and then Vinny's listening in but um what's some of the things guys that can cause depression this time of year for people well for me i think it's uh expectations are set too high you know we want that perfect tv christmas if you will and uh, this is a real world and things just don't turn out that way so it's a clark griswold approach yes mm-hmm. yes what's everything to be perfect uh, dennis what about you i think you can have uh i think you can have depression based on some some not so good memories of christmas past maybe some things that didn't go that well in your life in the past and it when the lights go up it kind of brings all that back uh can also be brought on by be, being alone Mm-hmm. There are some folks out there, probably some Christian people who are, they've been w- with someone else, whether it's in a marriage or relationship or whatever, they're finding themselves being alone. That can be very depressing, particularly this time of year and with the shorter days and everything, kind of all plays into that. Robbie, what about you? Yeah, the weather itself. Yeah. It's frightful. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's more darkness and gloomier and that kind of thing. But, you know, you can sing songs about that, too. Yeah, fortunately, we live in an area in this part of the country where it's sunny a good portion of the year. You know, if those people that are up north where it's gray for the next three months, this is a very hard time. It's a very hard time. It's like living in England all the time. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been to England. Jim, what about you? Well, for me, I think it's a big time for pausing and reflecting. And that can be very depressing. Things haven't worked out the way we expected them to. It's sort of. Same thing Jim said, but different. It's, you know, my expectations may not be that high, but my disappointments have mounted up, and here's a time to look at all of them. Mm-hmm. For Charlie Brown, it was blockheadedness. It was. It was, and we're going to pick up here on Charlie Brown in just a second. Yeah, I think there's some other things that can cause it. I think anytime you're in a transition, you know, maybe it's not, you know, I've lost the loved one in a relationship or whatever, but they, they've moved to another part of the country or they've moved away or they're not going to be able to come home for Christmas. You know, that, that transitional time is really pretty tough for people. And, and also finances. 
think there's a lot of pressure to you know get gifts for everybody on the list and uh, people you probably don't say much to all year. You know, sometimes people want to buy gifts for them, and, and it puts this financial pressure that can be very overwhelming for people. Yeah, I remember a time, uh, well, it's happening this year, <laughs> but times where you don't have as much money to get gifts and you feel kind of pressured that you can't do that, uh, that can be depressing for some folks. Yeah, it absolutely can. And, and we're going to listen to a young man here talking about his experiences with Christmas. And so when we pick it up, I think you'll recognize this. It's 50 years old this year, right, Dennis? 50 years old. must be something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. I just don't understand Christmas, I guess. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. Maybe Lucy's right. Of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest. Robbie, that's your favorite part, isn't it? That very loud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the Charlie Browniest. I, mm. I, I think it, that one's classified as blockheadedness. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I remember watching the Charlie Brown Christmas thing. I don't remember that part. I mean, I do now that I listen to it. But, you know, you just kind of gloss over some of those things because some of the stories, uh, Dennis, you and I were talking, Mm -hmm. looking up this topic of of depression in movies and finding out a lot of the movies that we watch at Christmas that we think are really uplifting have a very dark plot at times. Yeah, I guess I never really realized when I was six that Charlie could be a real downer around this time (laughs) of year. But, you know, he speaks to something that's very real. I think the expectation is that because it's Christmas and because we have all the bright lights and the tinsel and everything that we're supposed to be happy. And uh, Charlie was pretty bummed. It it really wasn't a good time for him. It was a a time where he was kind of questioning, why is everyone so joyful when I'm not feeling that way? And and if you remember the story, it comes back around to the true meaning of Christmas, Mm -hmm. which becomes very uplifting for him. Also something that that we could probably hit on a little bit is when everyone kind of rallies around Charlie and yeah, fixes up the love. tree and everything. Yeah, so he's, yeah. he's not alone. There's fellowship and it, it has a happy ending. So Absolutely. Now we, we've talked a little bit about um, the things that can cause depression at Christmas. I'm going to ask you guys to share a little bit of, of times when it, for you, it's been a depressing time at Christmas. You know, when you felt some of those things that, that we, you know, we're talking about, I know right now, you know, for me, uh, we talked last week, losing my mom, it's been really hard this year, and Christmas has been a special time. Um, but also very, very hard is my, my daughter's not going to be home, my youngest daughter's not going to be home for Christmas for the first time ever, you know, and so she moved out to Nevada, and uh, she's very d- depressed over it because she misses the family, and even though she wanted to move there, and it's just hard. You know, transition time's hard, and it just seems like Christmas is a little less from the family perspective, you know, not being able to spend that time together. I mean, as far as me goes, um, we'd probably been a few years back. Uh, my marriage had started kind of crumbling at that point in time. And 
I had a real problem uh, getting into the Christmas spirit. For me, it was just watching money go out the window. And, uh, you know, you, you get to that point where if, if you're not into it, you, you start seeing all the negatives that come, you know, with the holidays, whether it be, uh, you know, the end of year, the bosses are always trying to push to get things done, or, you know, you're watching bills mount up, or, you know, as, as Jim was saying, a, a reflection on the year. The year's coming to a close, and you're, you're looking at the entire year going, okay, you know, where's this going to end up? Yeah, it's uh, you start to take the bah humbug approach. You know, at some point you start to feel a little bit like Scrooge just with all those things on top of you. We're going to come back and talk about that topic, but I want to get to one more clip before we go to break. And, and we talked a little bit about loneliness, and this one's actually from The Grinch. And in this clip, The Grinch has been uh, just, he's been down to town and realizes that he's living alone. And so when you first hear this, Robbie, what's, what's happening when you first hear this clip? Well, he has got an x-ray machine, and it's, he's checking out the size of his heart. <laughs> and, and you can see he's getting some reduction there. Yeah, and, he, and he's proud of that. And then also listen to how he justifies being alone. Uh, the other part that you've got to bring out is that when he's chewing the food at the end, it's actually glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this time, I'll keep it all. Get the stick! Get the stick! <laughs> There's no stick. I'm smarter. Any calls? You have no messages. Odd. Oh well. I'll tell you, Max. I don't know why I ever leave this place. I've got all the company I need right here. Am I just eating because I'm bored? <laughs> you know, that little clip actually touches on so many little pieces of it, you know? Yeah, fragments, actually. <laughs> That's right. You know, probably one of my favorite parts is where, you know, he justifies feeling better about himself by making the dog look stupid you know, there's no stick <laughs> i'm smarter and the isolation he's actually enjoying it yeah uh that that he isn't being troubled by anybody he doesn't have to worry about the holiday traffic right he's he's isolated himself that's the words but if you go watch the movie and and obviously you can't see that on on, on the radio but he starts to sulk down in the chair realizing you know i don't like being alone you know, and it's been because he's been down in town and seeing just all the celebrations and things that are going on. Um, Jim, I know that uh, we're getting ready to go into break, but can you share a time when when uh, Christmas was a depressing time for you? or found it depressing. And those that know me will be surprised, but it is usually a kind of depressing. And I am the bah humbug type, largely because I'm not a kid anymore. I've I look back to when I was young and I'd lay under the tree looking up through the lights and I loved everything about Christmas. And as I got older, it became more and more of a, you know, it's not about me anymore. Mm -hmm. And until I really was able to celebrate Jesus in it, it was a depressing time of year. It can be. It's, um, 
It's hard. I was going to say, if you haven't seen Jim, Jim is an incredibly tall man. <laughs> I was going to say, it'd have to Why, be a pretty too. big it'd have to be a pretty big tree for you to lay under it now. You know, I mean, it'd have to be up the off the problem, ground. The problem is getting up. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the other part of the depressing part. So Christmas depression. Robbie, do you have anything that you'd like to throw in there? <laughs> I'd like to throw in that in the next segment, we're going to bring, we're, we've got some life. We do have and, life. And some ideas on how to you know look for life which is why jesus came and we're going to get to some of that right and being a christian doesn't keep you necessarily from feeling this way you know and that's contrary to what you might hear and so when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about that plus visit one of the favorite characters george bailey if you haven't given somebody something for christmas now the man in your life send them to a boot camp go to masculinejourneyradio.org to register now and there's a convenient payment plan The Masculine Journey wonders if you would consider giving that man in your life a Christmas present he'll always treasure, his heart back. We have a heart-restoring boot camp coming up April 6th through the 9th. And what a gift. Listen to what it did for Andy. Masculine Journey boot camp experience showed me I could truly hear from God and that I could experience Him on a daily basis. Only $169 or make five payments of $33. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and get that man in your life something he'll never forget. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. The news had come out in the First World War The bloody Red Baron was flying once more The Allied command ignored all of its men And called on Snoopy to do it again Was the night before Christmas, 40 below When Snoopy went up in search of his foe Despite the Red Baron, fiercely they fought With ice on his wings, Snoopy knew Oh, you got to go back and listen to the rest of that now. You just can't <laughs> oh, leave Snoopy. Snoopy hanging with the Red Baron. And it's not the song you might have thought it was. It's the Christmas edition. That's right. And who sang that, Dennis? Do you I remember? thought it was Snoopy. The, the Royal Coachman <laughs> or something like that. Royal royal Horseman? Coachman, horseman, coach, they were royal. I think guardsmen. Guardsmen. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so medley of their hits. Not only do we not know that, we're not really good with sign language from the other room. We couldn't I figure still it get out. A, uh, I still get this picture. I know Snoopy put up all the lights around his house, but didn't he have a dream sequence during that uh, Charlie Brown Christmas where he was flying? Oh yeah, that's Absolutely. where all that came from. That's where it was born, man. Good stuff. So well, before we pick you up, we got to take you a little bit further down. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not down enough. <laughs> We got another trip down for you here. So, you know, poor George Bailey. Yeah, you know, every Christmas he goes through the same. (laughs) But if you've never seen the movie, it's a wonderful life. I do. We'll set it up. The 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 man has helped out everybody in his mind. He's never really done anything for himself. He was doing this. He saved his little brother's life. He saved the druggist and all this stuff. And now. They've lost his money that was with the building and loan, and the, the, you know, the bad guy in town, Mr. Potter, is going to make him pay for that. 
And, of course, there's one little surprise that comes right after this clip, but go ahead and play it. Through some sort of an accident, my company shortened their accounts. The bank examiner got there today. I've got to raise $8,000 immediately. Oh, that's what the reporters wanted to talk to you about. The reporters? Yes, they called me up from your building and loan. Oh, there's a man over there from the DA's office, too, who's looking for you. Please help me, Mr. Potter. Help me, won't you, please? Can't you see what it means to my family? I'll pay any sort of a bonus on the loan, any interest. Collateral of any kind? I have some life insurance. $15,000 policy. Yes, uh, how much is your equity in it? $500. $500? And you asked me to lend you 8000 Look at you. You used to be so cocky. You were going to go out and conquer the world. You once called me a warped, frustrated old man. What are you but a warped, frustrated young man? Miserable little clerk crawling in here on your hands and knees and begging for help. <laughs> You're worth more dead than alive. But I tell you what I'm going to do for you, George. Since the uh, state examiner is still here, as a stockholder of the building and loan, I'm going to swear out a warrant for your arrest. All right, George. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. You can't hide in a little town like this. Dear Father in heaven, I'm not a praying man, but if you're up there and you can hear me, show me the way. I'm at the end of my rope. I... Wow, that's a Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it actually ends up a good story. But Robbie, He's you, you at picked the end that of his clip. rope. There's yeah. no doubt about that. And uh, the fascinating thing is it's a beautiful example of where Satan piles on. Mm-hmm. Because he obviously, if you've seen the movie, he twists what Mr. Potter said and you're worth more mm-hmm. dead than alive, which gives him the idea of, of, you know, obviously committing suicide. But the other thing is that he's the end of his rope and and as you may know, I teach special ministries and so we do sign language and the sign language for faith is holding on to a rope. And so it's actually taking your hands like you're holding on to a rope. And when you when you have faith and, and that's where George found himself, the very last thing he did was he prayed. But interestingly, <laughs> and it's a great job that they that they showed in the movie, right after that, right after his prayer, if you recall, that's when the man was sitting in the bar, overheard that his name was George Bailey, and he had chewed him out on the phone. So that's when he chooses to, you know, bust him in the lip so that, you know, he says, this is what I got for my prayer was a punch. But he didn't realize that actually, you know, in the genius of movies, at his original prayer, God sent Clarence, the angel, to be, and all that was already in play, but what he remembered from the prayer was the punch. And how realistic is that to our lives? Is that, you know, we pray and we think that, wow, this is what I got. Satan would love for us to believe that this Christmas season is about that, or that holiday traffic, that's why this is such a horrible... That's, that, Oh, yeah. yeah, or finances are a bit of a challenge, and this is the month that the car breaks down. Oh, yeah, <laughs> naturally. Yeah, those types of things, and it, it is pretty hard. And it, we're in the second segment. We did promise that we'd start to give you some life after bringing you way down, but you may find yourself already there. 
today. And so what do you do? You know, obviously, Robbie, there's a lot that they can do in the relationship with Jesus, correct? I mean, exactly. part of what you do is to, to bring you back to life is spending time with him. Yeah, uh, for me personally, that I'm going to get up at, if, at this time of year. I may have to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to beat everybody, you know, in the hustle and bustle to make sure that I get some time that's me and Jesus. And, and, and I will say that, you know, yes, I enjoy the scriptures. Yes, I enjoy, but I work really hard of having a conversational intimacy with Jesus before I even go to any of those places to make sure I'm going someplace that's going to give me life, that I am really excited about where he's going to take me, where he's going to teach for me, or where he's going to restore me or care for me. Because sometimes we do all those different things in that time. But that time for me, as Jesus said, I mean, as John said in, in describing Jesus, that he is the life, and, and, and that life is the light of men. So he's going to point us the way, and we need light this time of year. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, sure. and I think that you know, ultimately that's the, the um, long-term solution, right? Mm-hmm. It can be the short-term need as well, obviously, but what if you find yourself in a place where you don't you know, believe you can have that conversational intimacy with God or you don't know what that looks like? Um, and we've done shows on that if you'd like to go back and listen to it. But, or you just find yourself in a real funk, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. feel like I can kind of get out of it. Then it's, it's a time for some triage at that point, right? It is, and it, the starting point for that is probably making some choices making good decisions to take care of yourself you know you don't have to go to everything and do everything and obviously we're at christmas eve now so we've already had a lot of build up to everything but you've got the next week coming out of christmas into new year's uh take care of yourself make sure that you get out in the light get some exposure to that make sure that you try to eat right this is the this is a difficult time to do that but a lot of folks want to uh want to drink some things away and that's that usually is a short-term solution it that didn't has, work out good for george you no it didn't work out at yeah yeah I, well i was reading on here it's, it was pretty funny when we're researching a little bit it said one piece of pie okay three pieces of pie not yeah. so much <laughs> yeah <know>? that's right <laughs> that's not going to do you much good something else we can do it, it, and i just wanted to make sure we get this out is i think it helps and i've seen this in my own experience to focus outward maybe try to help someone that's less fortunate than you are and there's always someone that's less fortunate than i am uh, try to do something nice for them. Spend some time around people. It doesn't have to be a large group of people, but putting yourself in a place by yourself. I remember several years ago when I was uh, sitting in a basement apartment, and you guys know and people listen may know that I've had some struggles with depression. And I was looking around. I had all the decorations up. Everything looked beautiful. And I looked around and I thought, this is just perfect. And then it just dawned on me. I was totally alone. Mm-hmm. totally by myself and there wasn't anything that was happy and joyous about that yeah it, it is tough and i know we're at christmas eve but what's right around the corner is, is new year's and so you have the pressure again what what's going to change what's going to be new and what if things aren't going to be a whole lot new in the next year and so it, it's, it can be a really hard time for people so just because we're at christmas doesn't mean after the next 24 hours this this may go away it may still be here through this time well, I think I think Dennis hit the nail on the head. I think uh, uh, reaching out to others who are less fortunate uh, kind of takes your focus off yourself, and it also uh, helps brighten somebody else's day. And you know, they, that gives you a good feeling down inside. It does, and I think that as we talk about these things, there's not one recipe for any one person, right? It may be a combination. It may be something that you know God just lays this on your heart to do, you know, at this point to kind of help it 
be in a better place. And uh, something that's really I found important for me this time of year especially is the right amount of sleep. If I'd get too down, my time with God is very hard to do. Not that I don't know that I need it. It's just I just I'm not there. You know, so getting the right amount of sleep and, and then getting out in the sun, how important the sunshine is. I know that if you work inside, you come, you leave for work, it's dark, you come home, it's dark, you spend all day inside where it's dark, that's kind of hard. Get out and get some sunshine. Take a lunch break, walk around. Don't fall asleep in the sun. Yeah, don't fall asleep in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, what's some other things that you can think of that people can do? The, uh, well, one of the definitions of depression is anger turned inward. Mm. and turned inward is the key there. If we are focusing on ourselves, we're going to be depressed. We'll find something to be unhappy about. The most important thing in life are our relationships, and if you are keying on what is important, first of all, your vertical relationship with God, and you're having that time, and that's the only reason I'm okay with you know, focusing on yourself as far as taking care of yourself because that is when you do, as Robbie pointed out, when you do have time for God, and you pointed out. But also on others. If you're looking at your loved ones, and if you don't have any, then, you know, that is a very depressing, sad place. But there are very few people that are totally alone. And you... Take care of those that you love, mm-hmm. and the focus will be off of you and the depression. I know that for others out there, that spending time with your family <laughs> is a really depressing time. You know, because I know one of the favorite shows that we did over the years uh, was called a D- Surviving the Dysfunctional Family Christmas. Because I think most families have that at some level, if not their immediate family, just a couple rings out. You know, they have that cousin, that uncle, that person that they just kind of hate to be around. And one of the tips that they talked about was try to avoid that that family conflict. Not that you can avoid the family, but just say, you know, can we talk about this later or go into another room? You can choose to enter into that or you can choose not to. And that's where a lot of this is during this time of year is making good choices to ultimately lead you to a place where you can spend time with Jesus. Right? But sometimes we're not there. And so taking some of these things, getting in the light, getting some sleep, eating well, exercising, all those things are important to bring in your heart back to a place that you can really be receptive to what God's trying to give you. Just like George Bailey, he's already laid out the plan. He's offering you something. You just might not have the ears to hear it, the eyes to see it, and he's still trying to give it. Merry Christmas, and we hope that you'll see you next year. And go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. And God bless us, everyone. And everyone. (laughs) 